you so much for tuning in to She's All Over the Place with Kiriaki. That's me. And I'm your co-host for this episode, Alessandra Levy. Hello and welcome back to the podcast, She's All Over the Place. I'm Alessandra Levy, your guest host for this episode, and today I have a super special guest. I've known Maxine for a very long time, and I'm so excited to have her on today and talk about her skincare line. This is Maxine Ng Dalio. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so thrilled to be here. This is so great. Um, I've had so many, I've had, you know, a good number of guests on now, and I've known them for, you know, maybe five years, two years, you know, seven years, but I've known you the longest. We know each other from high school. <laughs> That's right. Word Melville. That's right. So um, when I was uh, given the opportunity to do co-hosting on this segment all about wellness and beauty and fashion, and I was just thinking, this is so great because I remember uh, when you had launched your skincare line and I was like, okay, I got to have her on the show. So I'm just really excited. Welcome. And I'm, and I'm excited to get into it. Great. Me too. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I'd love for you to give the listener just an introduction. Give us a little background about yourself. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I, you know, I went to school on Long Island. That's how I know Alessandra. Um, and, you know, I went to college kind of like not really knowing what I was going to do with my career. I had a very liberal arts background. Um, I studied sociology, French, art history. So really like, you know, not sure what I was going to do with my career, but always knew I had, um, you know, a passion for the arts. Kind of alongside that, I always had this passion project, hobby that I actually started doing with my mom of making my own skincare products. And every holiday I would, you know, work with her in the kitchen and make a ton of lip balms and natural products for friends and share them. And so that was kind of my side passion. And then when I graduated college, I moved to New York City, like, you know, everyone has that dream and started working um, first in, you know, women-centered events and then um, went into the arts. Um, and so most recently, I have been executive director of Pioneer Arts, which is an arts cultural center in Red Hook, Brooklyn. And I actually, it was, it was funny when you reached out um, because I was going through a transition in my life where I was actually stepping down after five and a half years at Pioneer Works and uh, making some changes in my life, one of them being kind of refocusing in on this passion project that that I had um, and that I actually kind of nurtured more during the pandemic. So mm -hmm. when the lockdown happened, me and my boyfriend at the time, Mark, we moved to Connecticut and lived with his whole family. Wow. Which is like, <laughs> it's like a sitcom basically. Yeah. But I was working during the day, back-to-back -back Zoom calls and at night, I was getting a little restless, um, mm -hmm. a little, you know, wanting to kind of expand my creativity. And so I started making the skincare products again. And I made them at night in the kitchen by myself, um, just wow. like jamming out to like rap music and listen and like making these skincare products. And I started just as a way to like continue connecting with friends and Mm -hmm. you know, sharing some joy, kind of mailing these little packages to friends of these skincare products that I was making. And wow. so I had yeah. so many friends kind of 
reach back out and be like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like these lip balms you're making, these oils you're making, you should think about starting a company. So that's how it kind of started in the midst of COVID. Is this something that you've always been into? Have you always been like a beauty fashion kind of like gal? You know, some people are like, they don't really find that until they're older and they're like, oh, I need to wear sunscreen and take care of my skin. You know, it's like, or some people it's like they've known for a long time. It sounds like you had a bond with your mom over this. So I'd love for you to kind of go a little deeper about why this was such a, or or how this got started with your mom at such a young age. Basically, my mom is, I was born in Hong Kong and she's um, of Chinese descent. So she's always been really into all natural products, um, you know, kind of leaning on like traditional Chinese medicine, which is about acupuncture, massage, kind of using the earth's you know, natural plants and Mm -hmm. herbs and remedies for health. So that's something I really grew up with, knowing and loving. And I feel the same way about skincare products. Mm -hmm. And for her, she was always, you know, she was way ahead of the kind of like clean beauty craze. Mm -hmm. So when I was in, when I was younger in junior high school, high school, she'd be like, why are people putting these like chemicals on their bodies? Um, (laughs) This was way before, you know, Mm -hmm. the clean beauty craze. And she was like, you know, you should only really be putting things in your body that you would be comfortable eating. So the, you know, ingredients that I use in Buju are all things that you can find in the kitchen. So Mm -hmm. it's shea butter, coconut oil, olive oil, Um, You know, these kind of ingredients that have been around for centuries Mm -hmm. um, and that are, you know, something that if it's something I feel like if it's something that you're going to be eating, then it's something that you should be comfortable putting on your skin every day. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I grew up, you know, interested in natural beauty and natural ingredients Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's kind of the inspiration for Buju. And it's something I've always been really passionate about, kind of wellness and beauty and how that Mm -hmm. connects and how you can really have radiant, glowing, healthy beauty without, you know, putting all these chemicals onto your body, into your body. Mm -hmm. And then when I got a little older and, you know, started doing my research, I started learning about how the United States has a very unregulated beauty market and skincare Mm -hmm. market. Um, And in most other countries, many of the ingredients that um, are commonly found in skincare and beauty products in the States are actually illegal and banned in many other countries. Um, So it's, you know, that's something that I feel, you know, that the U.S. is finally starting to catch up with and you can still have, you know, healthy youthful skin and beauty without doing all this crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. We always want to know like what makes your company special? What makes what you do special? And it's not just that your skincare line is clean as you know, the craze is calling it now. It's like you have been doing this for a long time without even having your line because it's like you said, your mom's background, your background, just growing up. It's like, that's what makes it special. You're taking the knowledge and wisdom that your mom had and give gave you at a young age to realize, oh, okay, yeah, I wouldn't eat that. So why am I going to put it all over my skin and have it absorbed into my skin, into my bloodstream and et cetera. So I think that's really incredible. And um, I'm sure your mom's super proud. 
Yes, she definitely is. And I think that for her, seeing the evolution of like mm. how we used to make things and, you know, where it's going, um, it's still, it's a growing company. Um, mm -hmm. And I've kind of, you know, tweaked the recipe, made, put mm -hmm. my own spin on things, experimented. And I think that's what's, you know, also she loves to see the, mm -hmm. how I'm like taking my own knowledge and interests and experimentation yeah. and putting different twists on the products. Does she give you like recommendations like, oh, you should try this and this? Or She's definitely a tester. So, you okay, know, like if cool. I have a new product, um, <laughs> she's definitely like the one of the first people I want to test it, which is great. And and she's still like, you know, I send her all my products and mm -hmm. she's still very interested and excited about about the, the business and, mm -hmm. you know, all the people that it's reaching, which, you know, I love. That's amazing. Yeah, that's it's always so great when we can have something that we share with a family member or a close friend or someone that we really love and care about. And then they get to watch you like take that and make it blossom and turn it into something amazing. So that's really cool. I'm glad she's like your number one yes. tester. That's, that's number pretty one awesome. Tester, number one fan. And <laughs> some amazing. of the changes also, you know, when we were making them, we were, this was like back in the early 2000s, we were making all of the products in plastic containers because that's kind of the cheapest and easiest and what yeah. we could find at the time. And mm -hmm. one thing that I've kind of intentionally changed with this company is obviously, you know, being alive today, climate change, sustainability is like at the forefront of everyone's minds. And yes. I feel that every company should be participating and kind of supporting the fight for climate change and inspiring other companies to do the same. So all of my products are actually in recycled paperboard, all of the tubes, and they're actually biodegradable. So in three to six months, and I actually compost at home. So I've tested this. I've tested cool. like lots of different packagers, yeah. packaging suppliers, but um, the tubes actually decompose in three to six months in a That's composter cool. or you can recycle them. So really That's they great. basically just like disappear from the earth which is really important yeah and you know you always you know when you're buying any type of beauty products you go into like a sephora or you know an ulta and there's just a lot of unnecessary plastic packaging mm -hmm. um and so for me i think it's really important for companies big and small to kind of examine that and think about waste and what that's kind of doing in terms of like microplastics and the earth yeah, you're taking the extra step and the extra time to really think about what what your line is is doing, not just for people, but for the environment. So there's another little tick. We can check that off. Okay, <laughs> yes. what makes Buju special? That's another one. I think it's really great that more and more beauty lines are starting to get the hint like, okay, yeah, we can make good, clean products, but also what it's in should also be exactly. helpful. And if you're buying, like, if you think about you know, how many lip balms you've bought throughout your life mm -hmm. and all of that plastic, mm -hmm. it just, it's, it's kind of crazy thinking about that because it's a product that you're using over and over again. Yeah. So I found that it's really challenging to find suppliers who are, have products that are certified, mm -hmm. recyclable, certified yeah. biodegradable. And I try to use, you know, suppliers that are all based in the United States because it's easier to kind of see that supply chain and there's more transparency typically. And it's just been like 
really challenging to find, you know, suppliers that kind of check all those boxes. Yeah. And, you know, it's also like a problem with the industry that there really isn't a lot of manufacturers or suppliers that offer sustainable packaging for brands. So I, I even have a friend who owns several clean skincare lines and he had to start, he wanted to make like aluminum because aluminum's the, you know, I think 85% or some crazy statistic of aluminum is actually like reused. Mm. And he had to start like creating his own factory and making his own um, containers because it just didn't exist um, in the market. And so it's also like, it is another step. It's challenging, Mm -hmm. but hopefully, you know, there will be more brands interested in that and it will, it will like shift that industry in terms of supply chain. The consumer, we're not thinking about this. We're starting to maybe. Some people are aware. Some people are just don't even realize, like you're saying, the supply chain, that there are things that you're like, oh, we'll just put it in a different container. And you're saying, well, it doesn't exist. And some people have had to make that decision and say, okay, there's a need for this. There's not, it's not happening. So I'm going to get in there, get my hands dirty and make it happen. So exactly, that's... yeah. It was actually surprising to me that like you can there's millions of suppliers that produce plastic packaging. Mm-hmm. There are you can count them on your hands the amount of suppliers who do sustainable packaging for beauty products. It's it was wow. it was hard to it was challenging to find the right suppliers. So it's just, you know, something that I hope will change and I hope, you know, the more companies that are you know, kind of demanding that Mm -hmm. and are committed to that, you know, that will hopefully drive more change. Awesome. And so going back to all the products that you make, I just keep thinking about your mom being your number one tester. That's just my favorite thing. I love that. I love that so much. Um, So why don't you tell us what um, the different products your line has? Yes. So I started out with um, a very basic, I call it the bear bomb. The main ingredients are coconut oil, shea butter. I use candelilla wax, which is a vegan substitute for beeswax. Mm -hmm. And my secret, not so secret anymore ingredient is olive oil, Mm -hmm. which I always, you know, love to use in products because it's extremely moisturizing and nourishing. Mm -hmm. And I remember reading somewhere a long time ago that Cleopatra was like a huge beauty freak and skincare freak. And she was very into like looking youthful. Mm -hmm. And so she used to take olive oil baths and olive oil, coconut oil. Those were like her main like beauty ingredients. So I always love kind of like visualizing that um, when I make, when I'm, you know, using my products. And then I started to use the bear balm underneath my eyes, almost as kind of like a remedy for crow's feet, which as you're, you know, I'm 34 right now, I'm starting to get a little older and I'm really thinking about, uh, you know, products that will help with Mm anti-aging. So matcha and aloe butter are like amazing in terms of collagen production. So it's a natural collagen producer. So Basically, I started using that in some of my balms, matcha and aloe, and create and that you know created the um, the matcha under eye and lip balm, and so you can use that under your eyes, around your eyes, and it really helps with dark circles, you know, brightening up your skin um, and helping with anti aging, and. I always love reading reviews. So a bunch of my suppliers have like review options and 
one of my favorite reviews is someone who is 74 years old who says, I've been looking for, I'm 74 years old. I've been looking for the perfect moisturizer stick for my whole life. And I finally found it with Buju oh and I love using it under my eyes, on my lips. And also the idea with Buju balms is that you can really use them everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like it's supposed to be a multi-purpose balm. So I actually um, struggle with eczema especially in like drier climates. Mm -hmm. And so when I have an eczema rash on like my arm or my legs, I literally use the matcha um, balm and I put it on, on the eczema rash and it in a few days will go away. That's amazing. So it's like, I love using Mm -hmm. it. You know, I love having a product that is kind of like something that everybody can use. It's not like specific to a certain age or a certain gender Mm -hmm. and also something that can be used kind of multi-purpose. So my other products as well are multi-purpose. The Buju Berry Tinted Balm is for cheeks, lips, and eyelids. So it's kind of like, um, that's more of like a skincare beauty Mm -hmm. combination. So the Tinted Rose and Tinted Berry are for lips, cheek, and eyelids. And what's great about it too is that all of my products have a little bit of peppermint essential oil. So it actually is a natural plumper as Mm. well. So the way that peppermint works is that it kind of like lightly irritates the skin in a way that it's not going to create rashes Mm -hmm. or severe irritation, but it actually like tingles your skin, which is a really nice feeling. Mm -hmm. I love the feeling. But it's also great for kind of like lip, natural lip plumping instead of, you know, doing, I don't know, Botox or whatever people do. Right. Um, Injecting with mysterious whatever ingredients. Mysterious chemicals. I don't know what. But um, it actually is really, I guess people do fillers. That's what most people do for lips. But which is actually like can be actually pretty dangerous sometimes. Mm -hmm. So this is just like a natural way to give your lips like an extra little plump. Yeah. And... And I, yeah, so those are my balm products. And then I also have a new product. It's the rose oil, which is an also like you should be using that everywhere for everything. I've been using this since I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. It's vitamin E, argan oil, rosehip oil, all different like concoction mm. of oils that are great for sensitive skin. And so I use it primarily as like a face oil, but I also use it as a natural makeup remover. Mm. So, and I'm going to send you all these products so you can test them out yourself. Thank you. I will make sure. Um, I also, Katie and I will share them. We'll get back to you. We'll make a little video, you know, we'll we'll let you know. That's amazing. Love it. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, you have beautiful, voluminous, curly hair. I actually have had a lot of customers say that, the oil works great on hair mm. and especially for for people who have curlier mm-hmm. like more voluminous hair i use it for hair and i'm actually going i'm working right now on a new product that's specifically for hair but i've been using this the the buju oil mm-hmm. as kind of um, a before shower oil to help with moisturization yeah. so if you're in like a very dry climate or you know your hair is just kind of feels dry it's great to kind of a massage onto your scalp mm-hmm. and then you shower and, you know, your hair has never been shinier or healthier. Um, so, you know, it's again, a very like multi-purpose yeah. product that can be used in a lot of different ways. Wow. 
Okay, that's awesome. And I actually really love that your products, like you said, you can just use them. You don't have to use them just on your lips. You can use them, the tinted ones, you can use them on your cheeks, the balm you can use on your lips and your eyes. Like that's really awesome because, you know, skincare can be expensive. And if you're buying an eye cream and then a lip mask, and then you have, you know, something to get the wrinkles from your forehead, like there's all these different things. It adds up. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And then that's why, you know, you go to, like you said, Sephora or Ulta and you're like, how did I spend $300? You know? Exactly. It's crazy. And especially like anti-aging products are very mm -hmm. expensive, mm -hmm. especially like eye serums. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I also really believe in like, you know, these products are all natural. They're all accessible for me mm -hmm. as the, you know, producer. Right. And they should be accessible as well for the customer. Yeah. So, you know, all my products, you only have to use really a little bit and it should last a long time. Yeah. And so, you know, that's also important to me that you have products that last a long time that also are affordable. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. I just feel like this is so great. I, there's so many and I'm excited too. You have new products coming out. But the one yes. thing before I ask you the next question, it just reminded me when you were talking about Cleopatra and the olive oil. Uh, my grandmother, my whole mom's side of the family is 100% Italian. And I remember growing up and my grandma at night would always take up off her makeup with olive oil. And then she would, after her skin was clear, then she would just put some on and let it sit for a little bit, kind of massage it in and then do another like clear like cleansing and, and washing and her face would like get all the dirt out and so yeah I've never bought makeup remover in my life I've always just used olive oil <laughs> oh yeah uh, oil is the mm -hmm. best for any sort of like removing dirt in the mm -hmm. pores removing makeup mm -hmm. really like it's the most gentle makeup remover yeah. you can use because it's also moisturizing and I don't think enough people know that yeah it's like a little secret. And olive oil <laughs> is like the number one ingredient for me. It's just, it's just amazing. Yeah. Um, and your grandma probably has like really bomb glowing skin. Oh, I'm sure it was incredible. <laughs> it was it, like up until the day she passed, it was still incredible. It was still vibrant was and like, glowing. How is this possible? She was like ninety something, and her skin was perfect. Um. And then a special tip, if you use organic cold pressed, mm -hmm. that's the absolute yeah. best um, for, for the skin. Amazing. So now that you're, like you said, you know, you've, you've made this transition and you're wanting to focus more back into your skincare line and that you've kind of been thinking of these new products you want to roll out and just, it seems like the creative wheels are turning what are your, I don't want to necessarily say like goals, but what do you feel like are some visions for, for your brand in the future? That's something I've been thinking about a lot. So thank you for asking. <laughs> you know, I started Buju kind of just because friends were asking me to and friends were excited and they were like, you know, this is such a great product. It really is a great product mm -hmm. and you should share it with others. For me, it's also been about like inspiring other brands mm -hmm. about, you know, how to inspire other brands to make commitments towards, you know, using natural products, having transparent and kind of conscious and intentional mm -hmm. ways of production and packaging and really thinking about a company, the, the whole of the company being intentional and, 
you know, having values yeah. that you stick to no matter the size of the company. And so for me, every year it's the company has grown, you know, more and more. And I haven't really had as much time to focus on marketing and, mm-hmm. you know, partnerships and and really scaling the company. Mm-hmm. I now have, I think it's six or seven stores carrying Buju, which great. is great. And a lot of amazing customers. So, you know, my plan for this year is really like focusing on, you know, small things like getting the Buju house in order mm-hmm. and then focusing next year on scaling the company and taking it to the next level. I want to be not in six stores. I want to be in 600 stores. Yeah. I want to really make Buju kind of like a, a company that and, and products that are in some of the major skincare and beauty companies mm-hmm. like a Sephora, like a Credo, mm-hmm. like an Ulta, where you know they have a lot of products right now that are not clean mm-hmm. and except Credo. Credo is amazing. They have all clean beauty. But you know, Ulta, Sephora, those big brands. Mm-hmm you walk in there and it's like just plastic everywhere and a lot of like unnecessary plastic. It's like, it'll be like a lip balm in a plastic container in another plastic container (laughs) with like a massive gold plastic top. And so really, you know, thinking about how I can be intentional about my products being in these, these stores where the consumer, you know, is faced with the decision, like, should Mm -hmm. I choose this? Um, you know, product that is natural and, you know, the packaging disappears or this other product. Yeah. So that's really like my my North Star is like, how can I inspire other companies and, you know, grow Buju in that way? And then my kind of short-term goals are how do I have Buju in more stores and, you know, add more products to my line because I have ideas, you know, I make my own lip scrub, which a lot of my friends use and love. Mm. I want to do, you know, some, you know, hair products as well. So I have a lot of ideas that are bubbling. Yeah. And now that I have the time and space to, you know, think about that and actually execute, that's that's kind of my short-term vision and then long-term um, for the future. So, yeah. And, of course, yeah. making sure my mom um, <laughs> is excited yeah. and, you know um, – continues to be proud of the work that I'm doing and that I'm always kind of going back to those same Mm. values of, you know, sustainability, being very like conscious and intentional Mm. and using natural products and and also having products that are affordable Mm -hmm. is is important and and that can be used for any skin type, any skin tone, any type of person. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that's kind of my dream. That is beautiful. So how can people find you? Because I have a feeling after this episode, people are going to be running to try all of the things. <laughs> so I have a website. It's bujuskin.com where you can buy um, directly. And I'm also in a bunch of um, amazing stores. I love my partners. One of you know my favorite um, businesses that I work with, it's called Free the Ocean. Mm. It's a company that has sustainable products Basically, the idea is that like you can, you know, replace a lot of your everyday products Mm -hmm. like tampons, for example, Mm -hmm. with like a silicon cup that will last forever. Things like that. They're called Free the Ocean. They're online. And every product that you purchase, they have a program where they clean a certain amount of trash out of the um, ocean. So it kind of gives back another store 
that I love is Zero Waste Store, mm-hmm. kind of the same kind of mission. And then Package Free is another store that I really love and admire. They actually have a physical store on um, in NoHo in New York mm-hmm. City and an online store. And they're actually one of the they were one of the first kind of sustainability mm-hmm. stores. And so they kind of inspired a lot of these other businesses. So yeah, and I'll be also adding some new products to my site in the upcoming months. So, so yeah, that's where you can find Buju. Amazing. And you guys also have an Instagram page, correct? Yes, okay. we have an Instagram page. We're at Buju Skin. You can follow us there. And um, you know, sometimes we have discounts or special announcements. So So yeah, follow us there. And more to come for Bujo. Amazing. Okay. Well, I'll make sure I have those links in the show notes so that people, um, whether they're watching the podcast or they're listening, they can go ahead and click any of the links in the show notes. So Maxine, thank you so much for being on. I am really excited for this year for you. And um, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was so fun for me to talk about you know, where Buju started, where it's going. Because for me, you know, sometimes I'm so in the day-to-day that Mm. I just, you know, it's good for me to kind of remember and reflect on the, you know, amazing moments with my mom in the Mm -hmm. kitchen as a teenager and how far it's come. So I really appreciate you and this experience. Thank you so much. Be sure to share with a friend, follow and subscribe. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Kiriaki. Over and out.